2: On, locked on, locked, locked lock, lock, on,
1: locked, lock, 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 on, on, lock on Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Thank you for tuning in. I am your host Marcus Mosier. You can follow me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosier. And joining me today, as always, is Landon McCool. You can check him out on Twitter at McCoolBCB. You can also listen to him on the Best Coast Boys podcast. Landon, what is going on, sir?
3: Not much. Uh, we're here to talk about a, an interesting matchup between a team, two teams that don't play each other very often. And uh, I hope that my prediction of, uh, of you know, the Cowboys' loss last week didn't doom us to uh, a prediction of future Cowboy losses at this point. Yeah, so now I'm nervous. I, you
1: know, <laughs> I went back and I watched our show from last week, and – uh, we both predicted, I think it was 35-31 uh, for Seattle. We were close. Like We, we almost yeah. nailed that game last week. I feel like when you go back and listen to our analysis, we are pretty close that the Cowboys, their offense was going to be able to put up points against the Seahawks defense. It was. We were just really nervous about that Cowboys secondary, and that came to fruition. Um, we're going to preview this Cowboys week four matchup against the Cleveland Browns. And let's go ahead and start with the Cowboys offense against this Cleveland defense, because we know the Cowboys can put up points. It sounds like they're getting healthier on the offensive line. Where is the Cowboys greatest strength uh, on this team, you know, when they're facing this Cleveland defense on Sunday?
3: Well the matchup between the Cowboys wide receivers usually is is a mismatch no matter who they're facing I mean the Cowboys have one of the best trios in the league without a doubt uh, but this week you know it's it's maybe even more uh, exaggerated because if Denzel Ward who is their you know first round pick you know top top player uh, defensive back that they have, uh, he's, he's battling in injuries. We'll see. We'll see if he, he plays. I think he probably will play, but even beyond him, you know, greedy Williams is another, you know, really high thought of uh, cover guy that they got out of LSU. Um, he's a little bit banged up, but out, so basically outside of Denzel Ward, they're going to really struggle to put guys on the field who can cover the, the likes of Gallup and Lamb and Cooper. So uh, I think, you know, when the Cowboys put the three wides out there and, and, you know, and frankly after seeing what they did last week, maybe you start to see a little bit more four wide as well. Get four of those wide receivers. Cause you know that you can trust Cedric Wilson. You know that you can trust Noah Brown to go out there and produce if need be. Um, and you, you, you can probably even, extend their 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 losses their their issues uh even further by putting making forcing them to put more cornerbacks on the field uh because they just don't really have the depth at this point to kind of deploy that that level of talent that to match up with the cowboys
1: yeah i'm glad that you brought up cleveland secondary because that is definitely their weakness but uh not only just at cornerback they've had some injuries there as you noted with denzel ward and greedy williams um they've had trouble stopping slot receivers Uh, There's also the issue of their safeties, which have been just atrocious this year in coverage. Uh, Andrew Sandejo, a a former Dallas Cowboy. Um, There's also Carl Joseph, a guy that came over from the Raiders um, who has struggled in the past with coverage. Um, It's one of these teams, they like to mix up their coverages a little bit. So a weak linebacking core that's, again, banged up with injuries there as well, uh, with a safety unit that's already lost at Grant Delpit. Uh, that's trying to work in new players like Sandejo and Carl Joseph. How do you anticipate the Cowboys just trying to get these guys in the open field? What do you think the Cowboys are going to do to try to expose this entire secondary?
3: Well, one of the things that they've done really well so far and and they've had a lot of success with in in exposing defenses overall. I mean, why not use against the secondary is, is tempo, And I I think using tempo to their advantage to force these uh, secondaries to communicate more, Uh, to to try to make do with whatever personnel they have on the field to try to compensate for what the Cowboys are doing. Uh, You know, it it just forces secondaries into compromising positions. They just don't usually have the personnel that they want on the field to match up with whoever, you know, the Cowboys deploy out in the, uh, out in the wide receiver core. So it, 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 it's, it, you, once you get them in a bad spot with tempo, you can just hit them over and over and over again. And I think that, uh, it's one of those things that that has been very successful with the Cowboys so far this season. So I think that's one way to to try to like continually attack them. Find find a, a deployment that is a bad mismatch for what you have out there. And once they're on the field, don't let them leave the field until you feel like you've you found a, a spot where it's time for a change. And just keep that keep that group on the field. You don't even necessarily have to, you know, snap the ball quickly. Just don't huddle and don't right. allow them any opportunity to get their their players off the field. And, and if they think that they're going to substitute, uh, that's when you snap the ball and you, you get them in a, a very compromised position.
1: Now we just got done talking about the Cowboys' strength in this game against Cleveland's weaknesses. Um, there's also another side of that coin. I, I think this Cleveland defensive line is very talented. <laughs> they have one of the best pass rushers in all the NFL in Miles Garrett. Uh, the Cowboys' offensive line has been a bit of a mess this, uh, this entire season. Uh, Zach Martin had to play some right tackle last week. Uh, they started Terrence Steele in each of the last three weeks. How do you think this Cowboys' defensive line matches up with the likes of Miles Garrett, potentially Olivier Vernon, who may be coming back from an injury, a Sheldon Richardson, who we know very well? Um, how, how do you anticipate the Cowboys blocking those guys up front?
3: Well, I, you know the Cowboys have gotten very lucky uh, up until now. I mean, I think that we've we've kind of have mentioned that over and over again that the Cowboys' offensive line injury issue wasn't going to be a real problem until this week, and I and I and I think we both had circled this game as the first game that the Cowboys' offensive line was going to get a real test uh, at pass rusher because you know Miles Garrett, former number one overall pick, uh, you know these are guys and that. That, that can really change a whole game, take over an entire game and, 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 you know, affect your entire out- offensive output. And then you throw in a guy like Olivier Vernon, who has had success against the Cowboys before specifically against Tyron Smith. Uh, and then inside Sheldon Richardson and, and, and Larry Ogunagis is, are, are guys that, you know, uh, that can take advantage of the one-on-one situations that were produced by the guys on the outside. So this is where the cowboys really need to be careful because if tyron smith comes back that's fantastic that's one more way you know way to solve this this puzzle of of the browns pass rush um, but you're still, you know, you're still going to be shorthanded, LC. That much is, is certain, and you're going to be facing a a, a, a front four that is can really get after the quarterback. And even with Tyron Smith there, Miles Garrett is such a a freak of nature. It's such a a, a monster on the edge um, that you're hoping that he that he can hold on and 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 take out and take on Miles Garrett for a portion of of the game, because otherwise they're going to have to rely exclusively on on quick game stuff, on hoping that their receivers can get open early in routes because the longer developing stuff, the, th- the throws down the field, if it, they, they, they're they not going to have the same kind of time to allow those double moves for Cooper and, and Gallup to get you know wide open down the field. They're going to need to do more crossing, short, intermediate routes, try to get these guys the ball on the run because those guys on the edge are coming.
1: I want to talk about the Cowboys rushing attack for a second. Ezekiel Elliott is averaging just 3.8 yards per carry this year. Uh, Tony Pollard has had just eight total touches on offense this season. Uh, how do you anticipate the Cowboys running the ball? Do you think they can get the ball to the edges to Zeke and Pollard? Uh, do you think they're going to be able to block this, uh, this you know, uh, defensive line in the run game?
3: You know, I think I've worried more about the run game blocking than i have at the past past blocking at, at times because i just feel like the problem is is that as good as or as you know serviceable let's say the offensive tackle play has been with these young undrafted free agents uh you know the one place where they really miss guys like leo collins and tyrant smith is is moving people off the fo- off the line of scrimmage mm-hmm. and that's where the real difference uh, is between i think you know, something with offensive tackles, you can certainly help them in pass uh, protection. Putting a tight end out there, having Zeke chip them. There are lots of me- different methodologies, slide protections, all that that could be that could be employed to kind of help pass protection, help cover up bad pass protection. But when you're talking about run blocking, and it's a lot of you know making sure that you're the, not the weakest cog in a run blocking scheme. It's much more difficult to, to hide someone who can't execute what is being asked of him. And when you have two off, outside, you know, two offensive tackles that are, are the positions that you're worried about. I mean, even as good as I think Brayden Knight has been, I don't know that I've been seeing him move people off the football, firing off the line when, when when the run game comes. So I do have concerns here because, again, I mentioned who with the front four that they're facing. It's it's a very it's a fearsome group. I will say that you know, if they can manage to get things sealed up on the first level, I think that Zeke can totally eat against this second level. The the linebackers of this uh, of this group are not strong, like you mentioned. Uh, and, and the one who, you know, that you would be concerned about, uh, you know, Malcolm Smith I, obviously played great for the Cowboys at different points last year. I, I wouldn't necessarily call him a guy that you're concerned about. Mack Wilson is a guy who was flashed at times and has the athleticism, but I still think that if they can figure out a way to kind of seal things up up front, that Zeke will, will will eat the rest of the back end of this defense alive.
1: And let's talk about Dak Prescott really quickly. I thought he played really well against Seattle. Um, he had a couple turnovers, some that weren't you know necessarily his fault. Uh, they turned over at the end of the game where he threw the interception in the back of the end zone. He's just trying to make a play. You can't mm-hmm. criticize him for that one. Uh, you know He had a fumble earlier in the second half, um, but that's more due to the poor offensive line. How do you think Dak Prescott matches up against this Cleveland defense? Because, again, if Miles Garrett and those guys are getting pressure, you would think that Dak would be able to escape, make some plays down the field. Um, do you anticipate him trying to just throw the ball underneath? Do you think he's going to try to make plays down the field against this secondary? Um, what are your thoughts about Prescott here in week four?
3: You know, I think it's likely that you know the playmaking aspect of Dak's game is going to need to come from the kind of improvisational getting out of the pocket and changing the angles, uh, the game, you know, the improv game, essentially. I don't know that, you know, that he's going to have as much success as maybe he did with Seattle or, or even Atlanta in staying in the pocket and trying to deliver the ball down the field. Because, you know, the issue is, like I said, you've got two of these guys that are relentless. They're going to come after you uh, even with, Tyron Smith out there you know he can only pass block for so long so if the Cowboys can find a way to get up the field quickly and and not you know uh be deterred by the by the defensive backs who I'm assuming are going to be trying to press off the line of scrimmage and just disrupt as much as they can to allow enough time for their defensive lineman to get to the quarterback but if the Cowboys can avoid a lot of that and get find ways to get open early I think you know there is plays to be made against the secondary as we mentioned uh and if not i think like i said Dak's gonna have to find a way to slide around in the pocket change the angles by getting outside of the pocket or or you know taking advantage of the kind of free play or or the kind of improvisational play that he is going to have physical mismatches uh with his uh, with his wide receivers against these this defensive secondary
1: you would think that this is a big deck Prescott game. As long as they can protect them, as long as they can uh, leave some guys in to watch out for Miles Garrett, these receivers should be running, you know, open all day long. It's just up to Prescott to find them. I anticipate at home um, after, you know, that disappointing loss to Seattle, I expect Prescott to have a big game. Let's take a break so I can tell you guys about Pepsi. This football season will be different, and Pepsi is here to get you ready for game day. No matter how you watch this season, Pepsi is a refreshment you need to power through game day and become a member of the League of Football Watchers. These passionate fans are the real generational talent that Pepsi fuels because Pepsi isn't made for those who play the game. It's made for those who watch it. I also want to tell you guys about Built Go. Whether it's a mental or physical wall, break through it with Go every day. It's easy to take in a 1.5-ounce package. You can put it in your briefcase for the most uh, focused presentation ever. You can put it in your golf bag to power through that back nine. Or put it in your pocket to get you through the next day. Built Go is the best workout gel on the market. It's five-hour energy without the same crash feeling. Plus, it's natural, so it's better for the body. It's like drinking a monster drink with a third of the caffeine and a better and better results. There's three delicious flavors, including peanut butter honey, which is my current favorite, chocolate coconut, which my life, wife likes, and chocolate mint. Built Go combines energy gels with collagen proteins. It's loaded with a good stuff to ignite my work, uh, including B3, honey, and just a little bit of caffeine. Built Go then kicks me up to, to get me going strong. Uh, B6, B12, 10-10. Uh, Thousand percent of your daily vitamins. Collagen promotes joint, soft tissue, hair, and skin health. The stuff literally makes you look better. Go to visit builtgo.com and promo code locked, and you'll get thirty percent off your next order. Use promo code locked for thirty percent off at builtgo.com. Let's go. Let's go ahead and transition to the other side of the ball the Cowboys defense against the Browns offense. And boy, Landon, let me tell you, I do not have much confidence about this defense going into this game. Um, let's let's start up front. Uh, the Cowboys' defensive line has been up and down this year. Alden Smith has been f- fantastic, leading the NFL in sacks. Uh, Demarcus Lawrence did not practice on Wednesday or Thursday. However, the Cowboys do expect him to play. Everson Griffin, their newly signed defensive end, has been a little bit of a disappointment. Um how do you think they match up against this Browns offensive line that has played pretty well this season?
3: Yeah, it's it's a good group. Uh, just going back and watching it, I was I was real surprised, uh, you know, just how talented they were all across the board. You know, I, I think Jack Conklin was a guy who I feel like had gotten kind of overhyped Tennessee for some of his play early on, and then maybe was exposed at certain later parts of his career. But I think he's really kind of leveled out quite a bit uh, and, and, and settled in that right tackle for them. Um, J.C. Treader is a guy that, you know, we've known from different spots, including Green Bay. I think he actually played for Seattle for a little while, too. Mm-hmm. Um, Joel Petonio is a guy that has played very well at spots and kind of has been up and down. You know, he's dealt with a couple of different things. But, you know, when he's healthy, he's usually someone who's a pretty solid player. But I guess the guys that I really think are, you know, I wanted to talk about are uh, Jedrick Willis, who I really loved coming out of, of college and I think is uh, really, it seems like all these young offensive tackles that were in this draft class have really been hits so far. And I think Willis is no exception. And that's not a surprise. I really loved his game coming out of Alabama. And then this kid, Wyatt Teller. Hmm. I mean, I I don't know. Like, I've, I've been watching some of the... He's just fun to watch, man. He's like... He's he's a lot like uh, the kid from uh, the Indianapolis Colts, the the left guard. I'm forgetting his name, that was that's so good. But Quentin Nelson, Quentin yeah, Quentin Nelson. Nelson. Yep. He it, that plays that kind of crazy, you know, uh, bouncer mentality that where he's he's just tossing guys out of the club at times. So uh, I, I really love watching. I really like watching these guys. I I think that, you know, honestly, you look at this offensive line. You look at this offense in general, and, and um. Styles make fights as, as they say in the boxing world. And I, I have concerns about the way this offense can leverage their wide zone play action boot, you know, uh, offense against the Cowboys, much like the Rams did. Um, and I think that's this, it's really a, an issue with how this style exposes the, the Cowboys defense. So for me, I think the Cowboys have got to find a way to make this game like Seattle. They need to find a way to uh, uh, make this into a throwing game. And I and I, think that, I think that Cleveland will take the bait on this, even though Stefanski likes to uh, run the football uh, and they've got a lot of talent um, you know, in, in, the run, in the backfield and they've got the offensive line to kind of you know, mash people or at least get what they need in the, in the run game if the Cowboys can find a way to uh, you know, get this game into a track meet, I think they're going to have a lot better success because otherwise keeping a balanced game plan, a neutral game plan, which allows the, the Browns to play balanced is really going to wreak havoc for the Cowboys. Not only because these guys are talented up front, they're talented kind of everywhere on offense. Uh, and the style of play that they have is itself uh you know, very is a mismatch for what the Cowboys do.
1: Yeah. We could look at what Kevin Stefanski's Vikings did last year to the Cowboys and they just misdirectioned them the whole time. Uh, that was a game where uh, Dalvin cook in the screen game killed Dallas. And that was a more athletic and I even would think maybe faster defense, you know, then than what the Cowboys have now. So you're worried about all the bootlegs, uh, all the play action, all the screens um, very similar to what we saw with the Rams in week one. Um, if Cleveland's offense is clicking and their offensive line is moving the Cowboys defensive tackles off the ball, it could be a long day for that Cowboys defense. I want to talk about their secondary. Um, still no Chitabay Awuzie, um, no Anthony Brown, who is their top slot corner. Trevon Diggs uh, is banged up with a shoulder and a knee injury. Now he will play. Uh, the Cowboys you know, are among the league's worst defenses in pass defense. Uh, they'll be going up against Odell Beckham and Jarvis Landry. How do you envision them trying to slow down those two guys in the passing game?
3: I don't know, man. It's gonna, It's going to be quite a task to say the least. You know, I think that they're going to try to mix up their coverage. I, I think the key is to go to go after Baker Mayfield more than the wide receivers, you know, to confuse him, to hit him, to make him uncomfortable, make him not trust what he's seeing, disguise your coverages. Um, if you just make this about, If you just make this about the talent on the outside and and, and the matchups between Odell Beckham Jr. and your rookie second round pick and Jarvis Landry and your free agent signing cornerback safety hybrid guy and, you know, Hollywood Higgins and 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 whoever is playing the third cornerback mm-hmm. this week whether it's Jordan Lewis you know I think that the you're probably in for a bad time you know and I that's why I think that they need to find this this needs to be a defensive wide comprehensive solution you're, you're not going to win this get met you're not going to win on this side of the ball with the Dallas defense by trying to you know, just hope you win your matchups. You're, you're just out talented there. You're out leveraged and talented. So the way to do this is to attack Baker, Baker Mayfield. And that means physically through blitz. That means mentally through disguising coverages, make him uncomfortable with what he's seeing. Uh, And again, I think that if the Cowboys offense can force the Browns into a track meet it's Even though, the, even though the, the Browns' offense on paper is fantastic looking, and it is, and, and I'm not suggesting it's, it's only on paper, I feel like they aren't the sum of their parts the way the Cowboys are. And I think that the Cowboys can more efficiently and more easily score in a game where it's a track meet because I, I just think that, first of all, they have more experience in doing that. And second of all, Baker Mayfield, for all his incredible qualities, you know, he's athletic, he's smart, he is known to make the mistake too. And, mm-hmm. and, and, if, and that is a situation where I will trust Dak Prescott more than I will trust Baker Mayfield, and I just trust my, our defense in that sort of game script versus a game script where they're being forced to defend the run in the pass equally. And, and, and again, against a Kevin Stefanski offense that is built to kill linebackers and safeties with misdirection.
1: Yeah. When you look on paper and you look at some of the names that the, the Browns have on offense with Odell Beckham and Jarvis Landry and Austin Hooper, and then their duo of running backs between Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt, this looks like one of the top five, six offenses in the NFL but they don't always put it together. There's always something that's missing a little bit in their offense, uh, preventing it from being you know, elite when they're otherwise pretty decent. If the Cowboys can get pressure on Baker Mayfield, I fully expect them uh, to get a couple turnovers. And listen, this is a Cowboys team that doesn't create turnovers. Luckily, this is a quarterback that will give you the ball a couple times a game. Uh, you just got to make the plays. I wanted to take a quick break to tell you guys about our friends at Rock Auto. RockAuto.com is a family business that has been serving auto parts to customers online for 20 years. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or your daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. The RockAuto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brand specifications and prices that you prefer. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low, and they're the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck Write locked on in the how-did-you-hear-about-us box so they know that we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com
0: today. Hi, I'm Jake from Locked On. Prices are based on rating plans that vary by state coverage options are selected by the customer availability amount of discounts and savings and eligibility vary by state.
1: Um, let's go ahead and make our predictions for this week four game. Uh, the Cowboys sitting at one and two, we really feel like they need a win. Elena and I know that we've been talking on our podcast, you know, for the first month of the season, if the Cowboys can just get out of here at two and two, uh, be relatively healthy, which they're not, but get out of two and two, <laughs> Uh, they'd probably be at top of the, their division with a win. Um, how do you anticipate this game going? What is your final prediction?
3: Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going to predict it that, that uh, they, they take the bait and the Cowboys win a, uh, another shootout. Uh, but I think it's, they're going to win w- with the touchdown. So I'm going to pick 35, 28 Cowboys. I think, you know, they, they go into this game knowing exactly what they have to do in order to score points and knowing who they're going against. Uh, I, I think it, you know, Tyron Smith coming back gives you the boost you needed and just enough to give you the time that you need to execute your offense in, in, a, in a manner that is going to be continue to be successful. Uh, I don't as good as this defensive line is for Cleveland, their secondary is almost as equally bad. So, uh, and even as bad as the Cowboys are uh, defense-wise, I still I still think that the Cowboys' offense against the Cleveland defense is more of a mismatch in a in a game where they can get you know goaded into a track meet than the Cleveland's offense versus the Dallas defense. So, I pick them to win. The Cowboys win thirty-five twenty-eight.
1: Yeah. So we really don't know a ton about this Cleveland team after three weeks, they were blown out by Baltimore in week one. And that game was really never competitive at all. They played uh, Cincinnati on a Thursday night football. Um, The offense looked good. The defense did not. They allowed Joe Burrow to kind of go up and down the field in that one. Uh, They played a Washington team in week three that we don't think is necessarily talented on the offensive side of the ball. um, And they still put up points. So, this is really the first big challenge for Cleveland since that week one game. I think we have an idea of what the Cowboys are. They're a team that's going to put up a lot of points. They're going to give up a bunch. Uh, they have talent. It's just whether they can cut back on the turnovers, the penalties, the special teams miscues. If they can do that, they're among the best teams in the NFC and in the NFL. Uh, we shall see what they'll do in, in week four. I, listen, I still think this Cleveland team is – I'm going to pick them in this one because I still think mm. the Cowboys' defense – is just a ways away from actually being able to stop, you know, complicated and talented offenses. I think a, a close game though, let's say 31 28 um, comes down to the last couple of possessions. I know Cleveland doesn't trust their, their field goal kicker. I don't trust Greg Zerline after two missed uh, extra <laughs> points last week. Uh, ne- never put the games in the, into the, the legs of a kicker. So taking Cleveland, uh, we shall see. It's a, it's a big game for the Cowboys. Again, get back to 2-2, two and two, uh, and they'll be, they'll be fine going into the month of October. That is it for today's show. Thank you guys for tuning in. Make sure you download and subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can follow the show on Twitter, at Lockdown Cowboys. You can follow Landon, at McCoolBCB, and I'm at Marcus underscore Mosier. We will see you next week. Go, Cowboys, and enjoy week four.